Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Lil Revolution. I'm Wee Man. And I'm Poncho. Hey, Punch. Thanks for coming back again. Thank you for having me back on my show. <laughs> it's our, our show. show. Yes. yes. So how was your weekend, bud? It was pretty good. My birthday was yesterday. Yesterday? Was it actually? It was yesterday. Yeah, my birthday was yeah, yesterday. But so. you know what? Big happy birthday to me. This is the birthday episode for Poncho Muller. Yeah. Woohoo! Woo! What are you, the big... So now your age is higher than your height. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You're 4'6", and your age is 4'7". Yeah. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, you know when you get this age, you you don't even really celebrate it anymore. No? I I didn't. Like, my wife took me out for, like, a nice dinner, like, on Saturday night, but that's about it. Where'd you guys go? Went to this, like, Louisiana Creole place and, like, got, like, a big bag of seafood. No way. Just came in a bag. It was amazing. That's, yeah. Did you eat it all or did you take home some leftovers? I took home some leftovers yeah. in my bag. I just put it over my back and just walked home. Nice. Uh, you kind of look like a female Smurf today with your pink shirt and your blue, like, your baby blue <laughs> beanie, dude. Dude, Especially I, with the Smurfs we got on our, yeah, on we our, do have Smurfs and we I got added the, to the mini bar. Too. Yeah, we got the midgies and the Smurfs now. Yeah, I'm just still a little traumatized from what we just saw, man. Yeah, this, I don't even want to talk about it. So this Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, this generation. This or generation I don't even know if I want nuts, to call man. it a generation. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> it's just the Asian. <laughs> Everyone's doing their thing, man. Oh, if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Hey, we're doing ours. Yeah, we got this podcast going. Yeah. And we're getting people to come and visit us. Oh, we are. Speaking of which. Who is the guest today? Oh, you could only wonder who (laughs) this guy is. Coming up on Little Revolution, we have the one and only Jeremiah Watkins, a.k.a. Jeremiah Wonders. And we're here to find out. What he wonders about. What, what is he wondering about? <laughs> I don't know. Let's uh, ask him. Ask Jeremiah, him. come on in. Yeah, come on in, man. <laughs> hey, I was here the whole time. What's up? <laughs> what's up, man? Hey, what's yeah, up, guys? Buddy, good, good, buddy. Good to see you, man. Good to yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremiah, how does it feel being around everything little, mini or whatever, mini bar, many dudes uh i feel like mario when he takes the mushroom and then he goes he's like bigger than everybody oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Wait, like really little cool. did you take mushrooms on your way in? <laughs> no 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 no, no. <laughs> that's what i feel like all right and that's maybe there's something in the air for when people come and visit us yeah it's like a portal yeah it is definitely a portal yeah it's a whole it's not even this isn't mario's world a whole nother world oh yeah <laughs> i'm into it so my buddy punch here we're uh, this is our show he's also a comedian yeah i am a stand-up comedian i'm trying to get myself out there i've been doing it for two years so heck yeah yeah i i fucking love it though man and i actually the i have a funny story is uh, on christmas eve i went to the comedy store <laughs> and um, Joel, we have a mutual friend, Joel Jimenez. Uh-huh. And I went to the comedy store and he set us up right in the front. Uh huh. And you were on stage and you're like, and you said something like, which is going to lead to my next question. You said something along the lines of, like, oh, wow, a little person's here on Christmas Eve. 
<laughs> that is wow. funny. I would say I was laughing, you know, like, yeah. and and then everybody got all like weirded out about you. Like, oh, just chill out, everyone. <laughs> we man's my friend, you know. And, <laughs> like people clenched up though, and I, my question to you was like, has it always been like that? Because like I said, I got into it like two years ago. Yeah, and it's it was already kind of like PC, very woke, and I don't know like. I know that you've been doing this for quite a while, so it's probably been like a big change in having to like adapt to like certain things. And it, that was just weird because I was laughing and everybody else was like, I mean, worried for me or something. Most of the time, it's usually like if something's going on between me and an audience member and they're having a good time, a lot of times people are worrying on behalf of the person. Like if, if you're if you're talking with a black guy and you're making like racial kind of humor, White people get so, so concerned on behalf of the black guy. And I'm like, you're being more racist by not <laughs> enjoying and engaging. engaging. Oh, yeah. my god! And, like, worrying on his behalf. Like, they're fine. Like, like they're, everybody's having a good time. I feel it all the time. Yeah. And I like to, whenever, like, I didn't do, I'm not a comedian or whatever, but whenever I would go and do the kill Tony show or whatever, I'd be like, I'd start off like, what's up, midgets? And just let everybody feel uncomfortable for that moment and then bring the crowd back. Right. You know? Just put it out there. No, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Even when I uh, I do open mics and stuff and dudes will go up there and say midget jokes and stuff. And, uh, and everyone doesn't laugh because, even though it's funny, because I'm in the room, they're like, wait for me for my validation. And if I laugh yeah. at it, they're like, ah. yeah. yeah, You know, but it's like, dude, if it's a good midget joke, just say it man like or <laughs> there's cheap ones but if it's a good one dude like i will applaud that i'm all for that man or the or the back like tap it's okay like from somebody that the almost the grandma yeah okay to give you like honey it's okay it's all right it's all yeah right. <laughs> as soon as you said christmas eve you remember that i probably. remembered it yeah 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 yeah. well i mean it, it, it was a memorable thing yeah. for me too i think i was wearing like it, it, and what's he was wearing is, an elf hat, guys. Yeah. It was like today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wearing this, and then I was wearing like I was wearing like a camouflage like sweatshirt, and then my wife was right next to me, and she was wearing like a furry like like leopard. Like they're gonna be like who, you know? They're we're definitely gonna get like a roasted up here and i'm like why the fuck did joel sit me up here that's why he shit? knew he knew jeremiah joel, was gonna come yeah. in hot <laughs> joel's funny like that well that's I'm, what you that's what you gotta expect when you sit in the front i mean if sure you're, you're i i think you know every time i watch a comedy show whoever's sitting in front always gets a little bit of it and you know that's kind of what you gotta expect that's what makes it fun yep so all right ever since Christmas Eve now. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Joel, I forgot to mention, uh, not Joel, Jeremiah is a comedian. He's also a podcaster. He has his own podcast with uh, Stevie Lee. It's called Scissor Bros. And he's a musician. You're a trifecta, dude. Or, or are you even more? Are you a quadfecta? Do you have more behind? You're a dad. Mm -hmm. You got like you, you got, got so many layers. You bro. got so, so many. many layers. But you're you're also a skateboarder, or yeah, are you? I'm not. You've seen a picture. <laughs> I I'm not good, but I but I do enjoy skating. Oh, that's I, awesome! Man. I was just at the barracks earlier in the week, and Whoa, uh, the barracks. I uh, well, Jason Ellis. He uh, he said something that it kind of pissed me off. He said that I couldn't board slide. I'm like, I can board slide. 
So I got to get some clean footy of me, you know. So what you do, board slide the handrail or or the 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 flat bar? The flat bar, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Cool, man. And you got it? You got some good footage of a board slide? I got decent footage of me doing it, but I want to, I need to, I hadn't skated in a while. I need to get like a really clean one to send them to be like, see, dude. In your face. In your face, dude. And then ask him to start skating again. Where's your footage, he, Jason Ellis? He skates vert, but he he's, says he won't skate street. He's fucking gnarly on he, vert, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. He's great. I know he skates vert and all but that. But does, did he ever skate street? Like, no. Was he a street? Okay, so he's so. always been a vert skateboarder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm coming for vert. you, Ellis. I'm coming for you, Ellis. Vert I'm died, I'm Ellis. I'm coming for you, oh, Ellis. In the late 80s, 90s. Say that's what Jeremiah said. No, that's what Jeremiah that, said. He no, told me. Say that, dude. Man, I gotta get one of these midges, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about a midgey from a midgey? <laughs> that dude. That's instead of the mushrooms or the LSD. Is you guys put a little to- <laughs> hold on a before little tootsie you, roll on the top. before you come in? Yeah, yeah. I have to give you a little midgey. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get a little midgey in you. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of midgies, you ever been with one? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. This is the closest threesome I've ever been in right now. No, the question wasn't threesome. I know. Dude, I've never. No. No? No. All right. No. But also, I don't think I really met a little person till later in life. In Kansas, we didn't have many. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. so. They were just hiding away oh, in like, the mountains. Toto with, well, I don't know. Well, You're talking about Kansas. I know. Wizard of Oz. Munchkins, man. Munchkinville. Yeah. What happened, dude? I don't know. You just didn't You just didn't see him go around? Mm. I think they just hide out in the mountains. You know? Yeah. No, I can't. I literally, I can't remember. Oh, you know what? The first time... Uh, I remember seeing a little person. I, I was a little kid, and I guess we embarrassed my parents a lot. We were at one of those uh, like uh, war exhibits, and a little person was at the front, and he was sitting at uh, like a, a table, okay. and we kept looking for his legs because they weren't hitting the ground. And you my thought parents, he was an amputee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like so he my lost pa- his legs. In the yeah, war? but it was he was just a little person. <laughs> So my wow. parents were so. I remember them grabbing us like, stop it, just, just stop it. And we're just little kids. They're like, where's legs? And like, we're, our, my parents are like mortified. Yeah, it's so funny because that still happens to us this day. Like little kids, it happened to me this morning. Little kids uh, are little kids are just like, honest, dude. boom! Look at little guy. You know, they call out they right call away. They call it out like everybody. And I'm like, I've I've had yeah. a little kid go, oh my god, it's a little guy, a little guy, it's a it's a little guy, and then like I'll say something to him, and he'll be like, he talks like a man too, like <laughs> <laughs> like they're expecting a, like a little kid's voice like to come a out of me. Voice, yeah. and you're like, I am Poncho. <laughs> Nice to meet you. Oh, man. Do you want to join the little person army? Don't do drugs, kids. (laughs) Don't do drugs. You'll stop growing. (laughs) So I was was recently watching your special daddy. Oh, cool. Great job, by the way. Oh, thanks, brother. Appreciate it. And one of my favorite jokes in there was your 69 joke. Yeah. And now with the 69 joke. When you discovered that handicap in the in in in, in the bedroom, uh-huh. was it something that like when you when you started dating a girl, you just kind of were upfront with it, like, "Listen, uh, I'm just letting you know now, like, I don't sixty nine, dude." 
No, I just, I mean, I tried it with my wife <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't know. If okay. I'm, okay. Yeah. But some Got people, it. you know, but then I use, I use it for other things. I'll use it in the, in the front area, but okay. not the, the back area. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah sure. You, Talk about brown nosing. Uh-huh. Hey. hey, did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you didn't get that a- punch. Yeah, no, I, uh, got, okay. it. I got it. <laughs> I was, I was thinking of something <laughs> else. Was looking like, no, he, was like, he was like, "What's brown nosing, what? huh? bro? What is that?" <laughs> so, um, yeah. Go ahead, punch. No, you got some. Yeah, I was gonna ask you uh, how long, like, have you been doing stand up for? Like, who were like some of your inspirations in stand up and is that how you met Joel? Yeah. Uh, so I've been doing stand-up uh, since 2010. I moved out to L.A. in 2009. But, uh, yeah, I met Joel um, through the comedy scene, and then we started uh, really becoming better friends when we uh, were on Kill Tony together because we started spending a lot of time uh-huh. like rehearsing the songs each week and like prepping for diff- the different characters that we were doing every yeah. week on the show and stuff like that. And then we started going on the road together, and uh, we would all go out with Kill Tony on the road, and then uh, eventually like Joel and I will go out on the road together now doing stand-up. So, yes, yeah, our friendship is kind of like grown over the years of just like kind of being around each other, enjoying being on the road with each other. Cause that's one of the things when you're on the road with somebody, you gotta enjoy their company. Yeah, otherwise yeah. it's like, otherwise it's going to be, brutal. it doesn't work out. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be fights. There's going to be like, I'm done. Quit. Yeah. Were you bummed when kill Tony moved to, uh, Austin? Uh, I think it was a good time for the show to move. I think it was ready for its next chapter. Um, I definitely miss doing the characters every week uh, just because that was something that we kind of created as part of uh, the show. Yeah, you know, no, they were fun characters. Yeah, I yeah. Was great up there. I was always wondering. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, when the creators were created, who was the main person behind the characters for the week because you guys did it was it was very theme oriented yes. each week and every time i came i was always excited like yes who are they going to be this right, week? Right, right. what are we going to get and every time you guys came out you killed it and <laughs> it was awesome so i was like i bet it was i had a feeling it was you that would call up Joel and I always forget the other guy because he was always so quiet. Uh, Chroma Chris, shout Chroma out, Chris, silent yeah. but deadly. Silent Chroma but Chris. He yes. would, yeah, get, he would throw out one-liners, one zinger a that, show that, that would level yeah. the room. Boom, done. And yeah, that, that was his night. Yeah, but I was like, it's not him, Joel. No, and I was, I was like, Jeremiah has to be coming up with the theme and the characters for each week. Uh, I, well, I'm, I won't say that I'll never say like, I'll never take like full credit for that. Uh, but we would, it was an ensemble. So like it was, it was phone calls back and forth. Some weeks it would be like immediately. I'm like, I definitely want us to do this this week. And then some weeks Joel would call me the same thing where he'd be Uh, like, like, Hey, I've got this idea. What do you think about this? And I was like, great. Uh, so whatever theme we'd pick, my big thing as like a, a nerdy like improviser and actor, like I always wanted my character of a clear point of view where it wasn't just 
an occupation or something. Yeah. It was like, oh, I think I've seen this guy or this guy could exist or this girl could exist or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. goal behind like each character. And and I still get to do those uh on Jeremiah Wonders and like uh and like online sketches and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was it was cool having that as an assignment every week. Like, yo, we're showing up like and we have to create a new character or we gotta bring in a new impression or a different character every single week. So yeah. it's cool. No, no, it's it's every time I was there or even if I wasn't and I would watch, I'd always be like, what is it? I yeah. can't wait. One of my favorite parts. Oh, heck yeah. Thanks. So, did yeah. you did you at one point like so did you move out here to be an actor or a comedian or, or did it uh, kind, of- I'm mo- kind of to do it all? Um, I, w- I wanted to I've been wanting to do stand up for a long time. Uh, and I was like, when I turn 21, that's when I can start stand up. So that's when I started stand up was oh. right when I was 21. Uh, I was one of those new year's resolution comics where my birthday was in December and then turned 21. I was like, it's my new year's resolution to stand up and just keep going. So <laughs> when, when did you start off with the open mics and stuff too? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Lots and lots of open mics. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Just, uh, I'm enjoying it though. I, 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 yeah. I really learn a lot just kind of by doing it. It's the only way. It's the only way to, to really get better. Like the shows help, a lot obviously if you're getting booked on shows but it's more important to to figure out like how to fail and then figure out why you're failing yes. and then like no that's know, that's just like skateboarding yeah. like trying to nail a trick dude failing like, failing is 90 percent. yeah you're failing 90 percent of the time yeah and then you're gonna get it back and be did, awesome did mm-hmm. you did you work at the comedy store too at one point or no but i was how not- did you become a comedy store regular uh so I would hang out there so much that people th- still think that I was a door guy there. <laughs> I literally, that's well, awesome. I, I never worked at the comedy store. I literally <laughs> hung out there and consumed as much comedy as I could. Uh, but the first time I went there, uh, I was doing open mics. I got my name pulled out of the, out of, uh, the, the potluck, um, like on a Monday for their open mic night. And I had an okay set. It was like yeah. pretty good, um, but it scared me uh, that I didn't kill at the comedy oh, store because yeah. I respect that place so much. Yeah. So I literally didn't do a set there, another set there for a year. I was like, I gotta get funnier. I gotta get better. And oh, I wow. went around and did open mics because I wanted people to forget that set. I didn't want people to to, to be know like, you have that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here comes this guy with the orange peel joke. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here he comes. Yeah. Great. Well, because I think I'll get a drink now. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of comics, I think the mistake they'd make is they would bring the same three minute set every oh, week and expect dang. different Change. yeah like expect the booker to be like oh that joke has improved just like well maybe it has but like now he feels like he's seen everything mm-hmm. that you do so I, I i built up a ton of material then came back and then uh i got in uh good with like the host who they liked that i brought something yeah. a new set every single week yeah. to the show that's pretty awesome i, I always wondered how that worked because i um i have friends like uh well they're not I did a show with them, Saul, yeah, and, uh, and Hormos, and Love Joel. I'm 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 pretty good friends with Joel, and um, I kind of see their process. Like they 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 all work there, and I, I always yeah. wonder. I'm like, is that how you become like a like a paid regular there by starting off there? That's a path. Yeah, that that's, is, a, that's that is a path that, that some people choose to take. Exactly, got that's, it. That's like one of the paths to get in there. Uh, when they offered me a job at one point, uh, and I respectfully 
declined uh former talent coordinator he's like you don't have to take this but if you want it it's yours and i was like i don't see that as my personal path if you're cool with me just staying on the path that i'm on he's like yeah yeah, yeah that's totally awesome cool. dude that's yeah. awesome i mean everyone's got their own journey right right uh, punch you could be the door man at, i would have at, to drive so far and it's just not worth it to me but everybody, when they would come, they'd be like, dude, do we just walk in or do we give our tickets to someone? It's not that it's not <laughs> worth it to me. It's just, uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's what? not that it's not worth it to me. It's just gas is really expensive, dude. <laughs> Get an electric car, bub. That's what everybody's doing these days. Yeah. Probably I mean, all the comedians. I got a hybrid and that's still yeah. expensive. You got what are you driving? What'd you drive here today in? My car is not fancy. It's a 2012 Honda CRZ. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a hybrid though. It's a hybrid. It's yeah. a hybrid. Yeah, yeah. You're doing good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I have. I have the CRZ, the two seater. Really? The blue one? Yeah, I have a blue one out there. <laughs> I have a blue one. <laughs> really? Yeah. We literally what the I drove great minds think alike. I drove by the, your car and I was like, that's so weird. Like I never see these yeah, because like, they're discontinued. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys have the, the same car. car. Yeah, yeah. No, when you guys start talking, I was like, that's what Punch is driving. Dude, Dude when I, I got that car, like, literally I got it, like, two years <laughs> ago. Awesome. It was $23 to fill up my tank. Now it's, like, 45 Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's way different. That's cute. Why don't you welcome yourselves to my world? It's $80 every time. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the van, the Sprinter van, or the Impala. Those things are gas yeah, guzzlers. You're rolling in style on those <laughs> things, brother. Yeah, those yeah, are sick. I have to pay a little extra. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So, but the motorcycle, that's a four bucks full tank. Really? Yeah. You know you know what's funny is uh, doing all these open mics and stuff. I didn't really know about the, the potluck, but I've done open mics all over fucking Hollywood for like the last two years. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't know about the potluck on Monday night. And I went to watch Brad Williams watch his show on a Monday night. And then I hung out afterwards. The internet was, might explode if you get Brad Williams on this couch, bro. Uh, it's a possibility. Don't worry. Uh, Don't worry. Oh! Three midges in the, on the same couch. Oh, yeah. And all try to be funny. Well, he he's given me some really good like mentorships of like with the stand up stuff, oh, which he's has been beast, really really man. great. Very he's supportive of that because I feel like stand up is at least like from what I've experienced seems to be very competitive. And I remember being at the potluck afterwards, hanging out and seeing all the comedians that I see at at open mics all over, like seeing them at this at at at, at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. and everyone was like ignoring me. And I'd be like, what's up? And they would just like pretend like they don't know me. And I'm like, but the, dude, but I'm like, dude, I watched you bombed. <laughs> like worse. <laughs> your jokes are awful. Like, what the fuck? I, let's be friends. But they're like, not. But would they acknowledge you at the other open mics? Like, oh, have, yeah, yeah. They, well, everyone was cool. But, but it was just like a weird That's vibe black. that I got. And I was like, what the fuck? It, it made me feel like so alone no but it, it truly did because i felt like with with skateboarding we all got each other's backs and i'm like oh so this is how it is with stand-up like you're on your own like it's re really competitive when somebody slams too in skateboarding people are like you got this man yeah but that that's a vibe somebody I got. slams in comedy <laughs> everyone's laughing yeah well that's <laughs> the that's the <laughs> deepest laughs you'll ever hear from a comedian is when your friend is bombing in the back yeah, like dude. like from the back yeah. of the room comedians love it when they watch their friends bomb and the audience is not laughing that's when you'll hear comedians howling oh my god i yeah i i, I could i could feel that right yeah. there <laughs> i was gonna say do you think it was because brad was there 
and they're like, uh oh, and they were like, no, this is Brad Williams's zone. What are you doing here? I don't know what it was to be honest, man, because like it it just was a weird feeling. I was like, dude, it, like why is everyone being such it's a more dick? Like comedy. It, it was very competitive. Like I I don't know. Like I thought we were all friends at these mics, you know, no we're like, helping each other with jokes and shit. And then like yeah. now it's like, I don't know you. Like you got to earn the laughs, bro. I guess don't I steal had their laughs. Yeah. <laughs> One day I'll earn it. Yeah, don't steal their laugh, bro. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so you're a dad. Yeah. How many kids now? I got two. Two? What? Two and a vasectomy. Two and a vasectomy. You're done. Boom. Clip. Clip, bros. Let's Are they around the same ages? Uh, the first one's almost two and a half, and then the second one is eight weeks old. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're a new dad. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Nice. Was fourth of, around 4th of July? No, June. 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 Yeah, yeah. June. Gemini. Yeah. Whoa, Whoa. Good luck with that one, Something buddy. Work. I literally know <laughs> nothing about science. So somebody... Bipolar. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Bipolar. There okay. you go. Okay. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I got that in my family. So I like good. your bit that you do about like having a newborn, and then um, now you become like the the, the newborn's peasant. It's oh hilarious. yeah! And I'm like, I wonder if he's gonna let his kids <laughs> listen to that. Like when they get older, like this is like what you guys. This is what you were like. Feel like sure, is, yeah, like, yeah, so absolutely. Great. It's a great tutorial. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of uh, uh, new parents or parents in general sometimes feel like they're just alive serving the king or the queen <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah 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 what would you like yeah anything else your life changes just for that person yeah everything revolves around that little one yeah it, it definitely uh it's been good for me because uh with stand-up we focus so much on ourselves mm -hmm. so it's a nice to kind of put some energy into something that's like not <laughs> me at the moment <laughs> like i'm still doing my thing but it's also like you know we're caring for like new human beings that like need you to survive yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah crazy man and then on a second note you're a musician yes sir yes sir and uh he brought uh jeremiah plays the saxophone oh man and uh -huh. he's a he's a wonderful saxophonist is that something is that self-taught did you take classes for it? i took classes yeah yeah like as Did a the, kid is as that a kid yeah Damn, yeah, that's I, badass. So yeah. you were the kid that knew, like, I want to play the saxophone because that shit is sexy. I well, <laughs> I was so afraid of girls at the time. <laughs> I, th I thought the girls had cooties until like sixth grade, so I was pretty nerdy as far as that goes. But I was like, uh, I I just loved the way it sounded, and I was like a chubby little kid, and my mom would. Uh, like if I went and did my lessons, she'd always get me a bean burrito at Taco Bell before or after oh, as a nice. reward. Yeah. Oh, nice, that man. 79 cent bean burrito, baby. <laughs> Whoa, that's the extra one. Yeah. Extra sauce. A little cheese on there and uh, stuff. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were you ever in band? School band? No, or that, anything? Well, that's what you, uh, in grade school, I was in band. But as I got older in high school, I was like, oh, no, that's too nerdy. Uh, <laughs> even for me, I was yeah. like, that's. That's this not. That's not cool. Doesn't play with the band. Yeah, yeah. This is more I'm of a solo <laughs> instrument. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, can we get a little? Uh, can you we get a little sax. You want a little yeah. something? Okay. Little something? Yeah, let's do All it. Right, can you me... play "Seated Down"? 
Like sitting down, can you play? I dude, I can play sitting down, I can play laying down, I whoa, can play Whoa, 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 easy easy, <laughs> easy cobra. I can blow into your crotch, dude. I don't freaking care. Whoa, guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, grab grab your instrument. Okay. Here, I'm gonna hold your mic. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get a little uh, something from Jeremiah. He's a uh, saxophonist. And uh you, are you gonna need a minute? Okay. So, Jason, we were talking about, um, you were asking Jeremiah about the, his kids. Yeah. I, 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 one of my questions to you is, like, have you ever thought of having kids? Um, I've thought about it, and uh, I just think, I don't know why the world didn't bless me, like, to be a dad or whatever, but I think it was. Well, a, how do you know? It was a better choice. Okay. To not have kids for the. For the lifestyle route I took. Here's a little 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 something. Yeah, yeah little thing that I learned like little. Your 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 girlfriend's average size. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is average size. What I learned with uh when it comes to having a baby that if you were to have a baby with your girl, it's fifty percent that it's gonna be little, yeah, fifty percent that it's gonna be tall. Yeah. Now what's crazy is if if you were dating a little person and you were to have a baby with her, it's 50% that it's going to be tall, 25% that's going to be little, and 25% that it's just going to live for 10 minutes and die. Yeah. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah. Like, how is, like, why is that? I, I don't, I don't know. I, the, you got to ask mother nature about that, but it's our chromosomes. We have 27 of them. And the ones that turned us like this had a little hiccup in them. And uh, that's why. But, you know. Just didn't swim fast enough. No, the swimmer was good. (laughs) He just had a little, he had a little tweak in his elbow. So (laughs) his other arm got very tired when he got there. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of crazy, man. When I read that, I'm like, wow. What the fuck? No, it's, I've known it since I was a kid. And I always thought that too. That was the second reason is I didn't want to have a child and be a little person. I mean, I would have been the greatest dad. I would have raised my kid like to know that the world is theirs or whatever. But I kind of didn't want to put a kid through what I went through. Yeah. You I, know, and the world is changing and I think it it's going to be even different now. You know what's crazy for me is I I would be okay with that being a little person male because I know about that. Okay. You know, I could raise it to yeah. be like Strong, tough yeah. skin, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But if it was a girl, I have no idea. And as a father, you're you're gonna you raise whatever kid you have to be. You're gonna raise it as best as possible. Yeah. But I just felt scared. Like, what if like it was a girl? Like, I I don't know what yeah. I would do because one, it's a little person, and then another, it's a female. It just I don't. There's nothing you can do because when you have a boy, you only have to worry about one wiener. When you have to worry about when you have a girl, you have to worry about all the wieners. Oh, <laughs> good. There we go. So, uh, woo! Here yeah. we go. <clears throat> dun, 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 dun. Who's who are famous saxophonists? Was uh, what was that guy's name? Did he have curly Louis hair? Louis Armstrong. Kenny G. Baby. Kenny G. Wow, Louis Armstrong, you were taking it back. Classic, classic. Oh, 
This this is just testing too. Those are the sounds from Jeremiah Wonders. Thank you. That is a sexy. Isn't is that cool? gunmetal? Yeah, that's gunmetal, gun dude. dude. I yeah. like it. Pretty awesome. That is a nice set. What did? What's it say on the front? What's engraved on cannonball. the cannonball? Oh. Yeah, it's a cannonball sax. Gerald nice. Albright model. He's a beast of a sax player. Yeah. Well, you better be if you if your signature saxophone is gunmetal, right? Yeah. Pretty you dope. Better, you better be able to kill it. Yeah. And you just did. That was amazing. Uh, thank you. I, re- I was really stoked when I invited you. I'm like, dude, he plays saxophone. He's got to play it on the show. Yeah, well, one of the fun things I do on uh, on Jeremiah Wonders, which, which you've done, is uh, we do this segment called Sax Talk, where uh, the guest shares a story of a sexual encounter, and I play sax underneath it. Like... <laughs> While they basically tell a story <laughs> yeah. of, you know, saxing it up a little bit, a little steamy <laughs> monologue. So, yeah. I think I could have about three or four stories that could play under the saxophone. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, the sax just makes anything a little bit more sexy. <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the definitely it's, one of the, it's definitely the sexier of the instruments out there. Yeah. I think. It's the suit of the, uh, of the instruments. You, you pull a sax out, you just put a suit on, you know, when you show up places. So you just put your suit on, bud. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe tell me, uh, tell me what you did this morning. It'll immediately sound sexy with a sax underneath it. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. I know what you did. <laughs> Yoga. No, I didn't. What? I woke up this morning and I had a cup of coffee. And then... I went and I grabbed a burrito bowl. It was tasty. And after that, I took my morning poop. (laughs) I took my morning poop at a Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then I wrote down my notes to come do the podcast for your amazing questions that you asked Jeremiah Wonders. Oh, they're amazing! Yeah, and now they're even better. <laughs> wow, man, dude, we need like we we need like an applaud like button, you know, like oh yeah, like <laughs> applaud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. Now, that was really good, and I'm glad you brought that. Don't think that this is done. Oh no, this is just uh, this is just a, you know, 
We want we want to see all the different sides sure. of Jeremiah. And this is so one of them. were you? Did you? Were you in a lot of bands besides the Kill Tony thing that you were doing? Were you in other bands? Uh, I was in a few different uh, comedy bands over the years. Uh, one was. Um, uh, are you familiar with uh, the Goddamn Comedy Jam? That show. No. In Hollywood, so Josh Adam Myers uh, hosts this great show where. Basically, uh, he invites comics to come to a set and then tell a story of uh, of a song that they're the reason why they're choosing that song, and then they perform it. Comedians perform a song with a live band backing them. Oh, that's so! Cool. I was a part of that band where I played like this this character, uh, Mosh Pit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was a roadie for the show. Oh, there we go. And also the hot man for the show. Okay, <laughs> and I. Uh, yeah, I played sax as that character and would like get the crowd going and uh, I'd play sax and sometimes like guitar and that band would we just do covers of, of different stuff and then on Kill Tony we were doing we'd transcribe uh, we'd listen to and then transcribe uh, about eight to ten songs per episode an hour before the show so we were like furiously listening on YouTube and then we'd write out the notes and rehearse real quick and then perform it right away. So, like, I got really, like, my ear got really good while I was on the show of, like, being able to listen to a song that somebody had put on and then be able to play it on sax within, like, a couple minutes. Wow. Have you ever thought about putting a band together that's not comedic, that's, like, just a musical band that, like, maybe every so often you guys could go play some or even play, like, bars or jazz clubs or something like that where you're, like, you know, it's just another little side hustle. Maybe I've written a couple songs that are like non-comedic and stuff like that, and it's 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 a lot of fun. But I have so many things I already do that is just not on my priority <laughs> list. Like I, I would love yeah. to do that if I have enough time someday, like to put out like a full album that's like just non-comedic, yeah. But just regular, just good songs, yeah. But right now it's just I have so many things I'm juggling and, and trying to get L- done. List your stuff you're juggling right now. Because I know, okay, obviously, Scissor Bros. Yeah. Stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. What else? Like, go go through uh, the... Father. Father. Yeah. Husband. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a job. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Wonders, uh, my other podcast, uh, Stand-Up on the Spot, which is uh, uh, my show that I do uh, every second Tuesday of the month at the Comedy Store. Uh, it's comedians going up with no prepared material, asking the audience for suggestions, and then you just have to create Stand-Up on the Spot off of what the audience yells out. You need to do that punch. That gives me anxiety just thinking about it, man. But that's what what comedians do. It's the hardest show to do in comedy. So you definitely got to, like, have your your wits about you to to want to do it because it's 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 hard it's really hard but when it goes well it's like one of the coolest things to witness because you're seeing people just like create magic in the moment that's the hubba hideout dude you got to show up to the hubba hideout sometimes and bust a move dude that might be one you want to do dude think about it put it on the back burner maybe i will yeah I'll get a little fire under you, bro. right? <laughs> All right, so those. So you have three. What about you? Would you ever do something like that? I don't know, cause I. It's different expectations. It is totally up. different expectations. I never like even when I went to the Kill Tony show or mm-hmm. when we went and did we did a like tour, but it was Jackass guys. Yeah, we just told Jackass stories. That's what the fans wanted to see, and that's probably what stand up on the spot. If you ever did it. 
would naturally lead into would be some different stuff like suggestions that it might even trigger stuff. What's great about the show. Sometimes it triggers memories that you haven't thought of forever, but a word will trigger something. You're like, I've never talked about this before. And then like all of a sudden you're off to the races. Steve O's done the show a few times and he was fantastic at the show. Oh really? Because he would, it would, it kept triggering crazy stories from his past that he's like, and he's probably got so many too. So oh, many. Yeah. He's like, it's such a well uh, of that kind of stuff. Now we, that's, that's how we made it good. Cause we do, we have so many stories and most people want to hear stories that they didn't see in the movie. Right. Or what did it take to get to this bit in any of the movies or different things? Or how is it on tour with these guys? Like, I, I have a question for you, Jason. Like, um, you guys had been on a hiatus for like 11 years or 10 years with yeah. Jackass, right? Yeah. When you guys found out you were doing it again, was it like, was there like a huge preparation? Like being that you're like 10 years older now, your body's going to like have to like take some serious pain again. No, like, it was so funny because I don't know how the other guys feel, but during that time, like I had been training, like I'll show photos of when we announced the night. I was like in fight mode. And I had been training, and I was at my lowest weight, and I was ready for it. And I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be good. It's on. And this is in 2018. Wow. We were talking about it. And the reason it got brought back up is like uh, Danger Aaron, Dave England, Preston, myself, and Chris all went on tour. And we did Canada, and then we went down to Australia. And Knox and Tremaine felt like wow these guys are keeping it going and there's still fire underneath them there's still like a fan base and too. there's a fan base oh, yeah. still even though like times were changing there was still the fan base and what we also saw was like the guys that were like young and stuff when we first started are now dads showing their kids like this is what i grew up and so <laughs> it continued and then i was ready so yeah I've, there was this. but i don't know how the other guys felt but i knew i was ready so yeah but yeah going back to that i i could see it doing that but mine it would always be like old stories or whatever i could i'm very witty like when i'm talking to somebody we mm-hmm. can, i can whip snap some stuff but i never went out to be a comedian or nothing like that yeah i enjoy one of the elements of stand up on the spot that i really enjoy is after the comedians are up there solo i rejoin them on stage and we take some suggestions together and then it's kind of like riffy and like kind of like a podcast sometimes like where oh, like there's back and forth that's what it is i've, I've seen some videos yeah like, like when, when like you're up there with another comedian yeah that's that's, what that's us taking up to yeah that's what led yeah. up to us taking a suggestion together and then we're just kind of riffing on whatever like oh this reminds me of this like and then i'm kind of like <laughs> trying to set them up for success yeah. over and over yeah, 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 you gotta yeah. love the ball back to sure. Them. Yeah, yeah. Love what it's about. Yeah, no, that's good. So, is that your main thing right now? Uh, stand up on the spot takes up uh, a lot of time. It's it's just a an extensive show to to produce, uh, like for online for like it, it's like a six camera shoot. And Rick Costick has actually been helping to shoot it lately and stuff. Yeah, and good old been, Rick. I know. Yep. Yeah, out there. Yeah. Um. And, uh, so it just takes like a lot of editing and stuff like that. But yeah, but I mean, between the stand up on the spot and then also my, my solo stand up and writing and also trying to write some longer form stuff and, you know, there, there's just a lot like that's going on with the balance of stuff. So I would love to, you know, I'd love to make more music, but I just need a little bit more time right now. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I, um, I wanted to ask like, um, you being like a regular at the comedy store now, is it, is that, 
I mean, is that where you try out all your new material now? Or are you still, like, hitting up certain open mics here and there? Or, like, is that... Because that, that frightens me to try out material at the comedy store. Yeah. I, I mean, it took years uh, or... It took years for me to be comfortable to want to try new stuff out in certain times. If it's a Friday or Saturday night and I'm doing like the main room or something, yeah. I'm not usually dicking around too much with stuff that I'm like, oh, I thought of this today because <laughs> I want to be booked there again. Now, do you think the people that do say it that way, is it something that they really thought of that day or is it like a bit? It's, sometimes. It's, it's, okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's something that they've been working on for a while, but they don't. They need the crutch still of being like, I thought of this today. So if it doesn't do well, then they're like, oh, I thought of it today. That is so, a crutch, dude. That yeah, is yeah. a crutch man holy yeah. shit <laughs> uh, but i i will uh like th there's potluck at the comedy store last night in the paid regulars um you put your name in a bucket and then they draw the paid regulars names and then they, they just post the list um and so i was there last night working on some new material because it was like late night there it's a monday everybody knows in the audience that all the comedians are working on stuff and then uh, i work on new stuff honestly uh on the road uh when i'm headlining i'll be doing um, shows on the road where I do like over an hour uh, for a set and in the middle of the set that's when I'm trying out the new stuff and trying to to work it and fine tune it yeah. and get it ready for maybe the next special that I'm going to put out and stuff like that that's pretty cool man yeah I got a question you guys always keep bringing up the comedy store mm -hmm. I know there's other comedy venues yeah, yeah all around but is the comedy store like the of comedy like is that it like if you're at the comedy for california yes it is yeah what about down the street the laugh factory that's a good club uh, um i perform there too but the, it my opinion different. it's such a different vibe it's What's, literally like it's night and day difference as far as vibe goes yeah okay yeah all right uh there's more um I think there's more tourists uh, who go to the Laugh Factory. Uh, there's a lot of tourists who go, come to the Comedy Store, but uh, I think there's a, even more tourists that go to Laugh Factory because they have so many videos online with that Laugh Factory background. Uh, so I think it attracts a different kind of... And of, it's closer right there to Main Hollywood. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Because Comedy Store is a little more up. Yeah, it's Hollywood. closer down to the rock clubs yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's yeah. a little bit more seedy at the Comedy yeah. Store, too. Oh, true. Yeah. True. I, I've done a couple of shows at the comedy store in the original room, mm -hmm. um, and they're all they've they've all been bringer shows. And gotcha, yeah. I notice a lot of my friends that that work at the comedy store like don't do bringers, dude. Don't do whatever you stay away from. I'm like, but those are the only shows I can get right now. Right. If right. I want to be at the comedy store, so I don't know. Uh, I understand why bringers could be frowned upon, but for someone that's like newer, that's kind of like uh, what, what you kind of kind of go through to do it and then i did do a show f with hormones and 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 saul and joel in the belly room mm -hmm. like a late night show it was like a 10 30 show right but it, and it, it's it's a different vibe For in sure. the belly room like it's like a beast up there sure it's, it's, it's well also the 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 faster that you can get away from a, a bringer show and uh and do you know that term do you no know? i was just gonna yeah, ask yeah. So, what is a bringer, so a bringer show? show is it's a pay-to-play kind of show so it's you're bringing you have to bring a minimum amount of people uh to do the show oh so you bring guests but they have to pay to get in your guests have to pay to get to in. watch and yeah. then you can perform for yeah them. so essentially got it anybody can do that so the reason why 
comics are telling you to stop doing that is you need to you you need to stop doing those as, as soon as possible because it can stunt your growth. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jeremiah. As a comic, way to way to put another damper on my life. Way to put another damper on my life. <laughs> you are perfect for the bringer show punch. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be been... a bringer for the rest of my life now. <laughs> <laughs> you can always say at the end, I wanna thank the both of you for coming yeah. here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically what it does is it gives you a false sense of confidence because those those bringer shows, they the people who are there are there to support the people who are on those shows. Mm-hmm. So your jokes might not be as good when you take them somewhere else. And that's where the open mic, the truth factor yeah. is like, like, dude, like, they're like, yeah. okay. Like for example, I saw a video of, um, like Steve-O set up some rings in his backyard to help him skateboarding. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's essentially a bringer show. I get it. No, the rings to help you on a ramp. Yeah. That's training wheels. It's training wheels. Training wheels. So yeah. like when you take those off, you the ramp be doesn't lie. Nope. It's not, you're either going to land that trick or or you're going to eat it. Great and example. With a bringer show, that it's just it's a coddling factor that you need to stop doing. Otherwise, it can affect you long term. Mm, where you it. start thinking your jokes so are, are better than they actually are, and then all of a sudden. You take those jokes to a real show, you have all this stuff, and you're leaning in real hard, and you're thinking <laughs> you're about to kill, and you get nothing because that false sense of confidence. Got Crickets. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's cool. I didn't. Even, I never even knew there were shows like that. And that's a good name for it, but I mean. And they've gotten you, rid of most of them at the comedy store. When the comedy store was slow back in the day, it was to. riddled with them where they needed business, so they would do it. But they've gotten, there's only really like a couple left, I think, that are yeah. really like going on there even. But I mean, that's, dude, I, I that's part of my process when I first started. I did a few bringer shows, and then I had a couple comics that, that were looking out for me that I respect. They're like, dude, you're too good for that. Stop doing those. That's kind of how the, the vibe I got, and I, I, I you know. But sometimes it's just hard to turn them down because you want to be up at the well. You want the satisfaction of of killing because you're doing these open mics and stuff. But what happens is, if you do the open mics and you see the process through, you'll organically get good shows that you are not forced to bring people to, and people are going to genuinely want to come support you. And those people that you're asking then to see those shows, it's a better quality show. So then they want to see you again. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a turn and burn mentality where like like it's like a quick money grab kind of thing it's a long-term investment on trusting yourself that you're like oh i'm good like i want people to come see me multiple times not just yeah i saw punch with that one show he was good but i had to sit through an hour and a half of horrible comedy around that's, it. Uh, that's that's the that, burden that, that you're that putting on your definitely friends. happening yeah. makes that makes total sense yeah yeah you're done punch no more burners you burned out oh. it's all full speed ahead bro yeah baby yep <laughs> I know it, dude. And honestly, I get it, bro. I'm it's just not fun to hear. my own growth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you probably got used to it. That's something that I can actually grow at. I'm just stunting it. Yep. <laughs> but grow out of it. Come yeah. on, buddy. Grow. You manned up, but now you. No, that's a, that. That was a good uh, metaphor, like a, a good yeah. way to put it. Well, that's why I brought him here today. 
punch. We're uh, this is actually an intervention. intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bringer intervention. Yeah, yep. this is a this is a shower versus grower intervention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shower versus grower. Wow, just sinking them. Just uh, boom. Oh gosh. Just, yep. This is great. Just all but net. I, I just got to hold the mic like this now. <laughs> This, this is, is how Poncho started. Me. He goes, "Do I hold the mic like this?" And we're like, "Yeah, dude. yeah." You're uh, like, but maybe. you gotta go like yeah, this yeah, on the back." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, dude, uh, we're really gonna look out for you. Maybe uh, hold it down here by the base. Oh, hold by the base. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> What's your favorite thing on this mini bar? I'll be honest. Mine is the midges. Mm-hmm. I'll do a little Tito's. Okay. And then ever since I was a kid, you got to always love Coca-Cola. Well, I always, uh, my my whole family from my mom's side is from Germany. And Smurfs and gummy bears are from Germany. That brand is German. So. Haribo? Haribo, yeah. I didn't German. know that was German. I didn't know yeah. that the Smurfs were, some, were from Smurfs Germany. Smurfs are German, yep. I had, the, I had little character Smurfs. When I was a kid, maybe and people were like, "What the hell, is Smurfs?" I was bringing them. To, yeah, Whoa. don't have those anymore. I wish I had those. I, I lost my gazillion dollars right there when I th- got rid of those as a kid. Does your family still? Do they? Ha- does any of your family have accents or anything? Oh yeah. Well, my whole family on my mom's side still lives in Germany. Oh, cool. It's only me and my mom that are here in the states. Wow. Yeah. So. Yep. But yeah, that's my I that's my were, childhood right and there. Here, this whole time, I thought you were Latino. I am Latino. I'm I'm mixed. I'm half German, half Mexican. I was made in Germany, born in Italy. So that's my whole. That's that's me. If wow. you're one. So what's your 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 mother's made last name? Made girl, G O E R L. Girl, come here, girl. Come here, girl. Come here, girl. <laughs> I would like to talk to you, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Acuna. Is my dad's, so yeah. And is Jason your real name? Jason, or is it Jose? It's Jason, but I wish it was Jose. <laughs> so, well, some days it's Jose when I have a little Tito's in me. <laughs> I do become Jose, but no, yeah. How about you, Ponch? What's your what's your favorite here on the mini bar? Coca Cola. Yeah, and back in my day when I was drinking, it would probably be the Maker's Mark. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. You never drank, huh? No, uh-uh. Never you drank. Were, you were a good boy from the I good know, old. I know, I know. Oh, what part of Kansas are you from? Uh, Kansas City, that area. Over yeah. the park, Olathe. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. uh, Preston's a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, he's, yeah. He's Joplin, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's Joplin, so yeah, I know a lot sure. about Kansas. Oh, yeah, we bond over that. I mean, my yeah. whole family is such huge supporters of the Chiefs and the Royals and everything. They're all Mahomies. Oh, come on. Well, I literally, <laughs> dude, today, literally, my son is wearing a onesie that says Sunday is for Mahomies. Mahomies. Oh, really? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Sunday's for Mahomies. Yeah. So, awesome. I met Travis Kelsey at uh, the comedy store. Oh, he did. He and Mahomes were there one night, and he was super nice. Andrew Santino is good buddies with him, and and uh, he introduced me. Wow, and he was he's very nice, very cool. Yeah, huge dude. I Travis Kelsey, the dude that was on SNL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just saw the. Special. He was pretty funny on there. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Yeah, some of the athletes are surprisingly uh, good, but it makes sense. They're on camera so much, and like they get used to like perform. That, they're performing for thousands of people put on the time. spot. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of pressure. So like pressure. it makes sense. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Yeah. I just saw the uh, special on Netflix, Quarterbacks. Oh, I heard it's great. My brother said it's great, dude. Yeah, it's about Mahomes and two others. I can't think of it, but... Is it Josh from... uh, What's his name? From uh, the Bills. Um, I forget. Yeah, it's Uh, two others, though. It's two others. Yeah. It's Mahomes and two others. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No no one else matters. Yeah. Yeah, But no, it's good. It was good. But yeah. No, but... uh, Thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, dude. This absolutely. was awesome. Yeah. yeah I think you, is... you made my day playing that saxophone, man. That was, oh, that good. Was nice. Heck yeah. You made my day putting punch in his spot. <laughs> <laughs> I got I'm... a few more bringers coming up. So <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to be my, yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. want to come to my show. Yeah, you're going to be getting a few text messages, Jason, pretty soon. Hey, uh, come see you. Yeah. Come see the sick show, dude. <laughs> but you got to pay. It's no, five but seriously, bucks. dude, I do have a couple bringers. Uh, <laughs> but you have you you produce your show though. That you yeah, do. I do. I do produce a show, and yeah. that's the thing about it is, um, in producing my own show, I I try to do it because I hate it. I I don't hate bringers, but it's just like the, the person is just riding you and riding you, and it's like, man, I already yeah. brought so many people to your show, like. I can't really do this every time. And so I, and it helps me like it, it the comedy concentration kind of goes away. Yeah. And, and because you have someone riding you at the show, are they coming? Are they coming? You know? So it's one you of those things now, like where I produce a show and I try to, with the comedians, I, 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 it's, I'm trying to bring everybody for them. Yeah. But what happens with that is like, when comedians know it's not a bringer, they're not inviting anyone. They're not putting the flyer out there or any of that. So I'm like, shit, it's it's really hard to like do all that. You gotta, so, you gotta wear the producer hat and it becomes difficult. And it's yeah, yeah. and I, I just don't know how to like how to make a good how how to produce a good show yet, you know. Maybe this will help. Huh? It might help. <laughs> Your coach has been coaching you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no. no, but yeah. yeah, no, but it's it's definitely it's definitely hard. So I could see why they ride you, but I also understand why i don't want to do that you know yeah gotta, sure got it gotta get out yeah i got it out all right cool but glad if you guys want to come <laughs> <laughs> i've been to a few of your shows already punch and you're yeah. good i like it's it it's getting better and, and better yeah no it is and i've i've given you a little uh positive feedback from it and you know sparked yeah. you up a little he tells me to slow down not to push them all out so quick yeah dude absolutely you'd be you surprised relax, how yeah how often that's one of the the easiest mistakes to make early on in comedy is not letting the audience come to you as plowing through to that next joke because you're like I gotta get to it I gotta get to it not even done laughing yet yeah Yeah. yeah. enjoy the ride bro yeah Yeah. enjoy the ride and that's the message here on today on Lil Revolution (laughs) enjoy the ride yeah thank you so much for coming (laughs) on our show dude it's very knowledgeable, especially being a stand-up comedian, and to have someone like you of your caliber on here. Oh, dude, thanks like so much for having me. You spreading got, you, the word and like you guys gotta come on Scissor Bros, man. And like you know, oh, we'd love to come. I think yeah. come promote this new pod on Scissor Bros. That would be awesome. Once yeah. we have a few more episodes to come out, yeah, we're keeping it hush hush, yeah. And once we have it out, we're coming on Scissor Bros. Dude, to absolutely, be that'd be good. That'd be, that'd fun. be fun. Yeah, yeah. Because then those epi- your episode and our episode could maybe air yeah same time. Hey, absolutely. Then let's, we're just let's like, line it up. <laughs> we're really going to kill the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll scissor each other and you and your other boy could 69. Hey, you're going to get my co-host Stevie too excited with that kind of talk. <laughs> uh, so, all right. We want to thank 
uh, Def Noodle for having us once again. This Def is Noodle comedy yep, for Def the Noodle spot, comedy. and also it's a comedy it's show a as well. Location, to a do comedy, comedy location, yeah, location, it's a club, to do comedy, it's a comedy club, club. Yeah. It's a comedy club. It's coming up. It's the little sister of all the other ones out there. You know, the the neighbor, net the. The the cousin. It's cousin Eddie of all the other ones it's out the there. It's the stepsister. It's the stepsister of all the other ones out there. So yeah, no, we thank uh Def Noodle for having letting us use their space to do our little podcast, our little revolution. Yeah. And thanks again, Jeremiah. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks so yeah. much for You're having the me. Man, guys. Dan. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Yeah. You're the man. Thank yeah. you.